0: You are listening to Homegrown on Triple M, all Aussie. It's, uh, it's new music. It's old music. We do have some classic Aussie artists here in the studio right now. I have Ella and Jesse Hooper of Killing Heidi. How are you guys going? Hello, Cassie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're old music and we're new music. Yeah. I don't know. We're somehow doing both, aren't we, Cassie? And,
1: and classic. I like that. I yeah. can dig that.
0: It's really weird because you guys are young. You guys are around the same age as most of the acts we have here on Homegrown. But you're celebrating 20 years of being a band. We are.
1: We got we got a bit of a head start on on life, on, on, <laughs> on rock and roll.
0: Jumped in with both feet
2: at a really young age, and and here we are celebrating 20 years and 10 years since we've actually played together. Yet, as you said, we could be we could sort of be a new band coming out. It's
0: not like we're geriatric or anything. So yeah, we feel pretty clever right about now. <laughs> I mean, most of the other bands that are doing their comeback tours, their anniversaries, their reunions are like. The, your parents' ages, you know, it's <laughs> they're really? very good. where are seriously, the competition
2: is high because we were out there with like Daryl Braithwaite on one of our very first test gigs. We went over to Perth, and I just want to say, some of the guys who are much much older than us that are out there doing those reunion tours and doing are just fantastic, Bans- like seriously good muzos. So we were like, well, if we're going to do this, we, we better be. be We've be, we got to we be good.
0: But you guys are, I was lucky enough to catch you guys uh, playing at Queenscliff Music Festival late last year. And admittedly, I'm a huge Killing Heidi fan. I think that oh. most of us are. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was like, do I admit it? Okay, that's it. I can't hide from you guys. <laughs> you remember me from the front row of the mosh pits when I was a teenager. We do. We, do, we used we to do. drive you home. We used to be like, get in the Tarago. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, and it's it was just brought it all back. And it's it's great being able to listen to those songs and still have them in your memory. And Just feeling like reliving it, but they still sound so timeless. And I saw so many younger people in the audience at that show. Have you found that? Yeah, it's just crossing through generations. Yeah, I think
1: I mean, and going back to Queenscliff, like that one, that for us was just like you know the reason why we sort of got the band back together was to play that one show. But the response has been so great that hence why we're doing a few more. So it has been great to see. Like uh, the demographic has been like young, almost like new fans, which is kind of funny and crazy through to people that we recognize from 10, 15 years ago, which is awesome to know that people still love those songs that once did. But the fact that it's connecting with new people is very exciting for us.
2: And it, yeah, it's a shock, but it's a lovely shock. And people have been telling me things they're hearing in the crowd, you know, things that 11 year old girls are saying, like, that's the coolest band I've ever seen. You know, Not to toot our own horn, but like that's coming through from a whole different generation who have maybe never seen a band quite like this because. Because honestly, this kind of music has probably gone in and out of vogue whilst they've been growing up. But it's kind of back in vogue to have strong female fronted rock band. And this whole new generation of kids are finding it now that we're out there again. I didn't see that coming. That's amazing. Great to reconnect with the old fans. And it's totally blowing me away that we're actually creating new ones.
0: Absolutely. And you can see it in fashion stores everywhere you know over memes and instagram it's all about girl power and, yep. and there is so so many strong females kind of coming to the forefront which you were doing that 20 years ago <laughs> yep it was just me
2: no it wasn't just me of course it was me and a whole host of other amazing australian female musicians but it's so true cassie and i also see that the 90s is is so massive in like you were saying memes and social media culture and just like at the moment in fashion 90s and girl power Pretty much sounds like the right time for us to come back.
0: Totally. I mean, I've seen way more dreadlocks than I'd seen since yes. we all had them <laughs> and skateboards, <laughs> and collars and chokers. I love it. It's so great. I'm so glad my mum hoarded all my old clothes. I've just literally <laughs> opened up that suitcase and just started wearing it again. No. Going back to that, I can't help but to bring up the uh, the beautiful vinyl skirts and the dreads. Did you ever think of bringing all that back? <laughs>
1: it has been has been touted. You know, like you know, mum suggested it. Yeah, we've had a few <laughs> suggestions. I think I've kept. A few dreadlocks you know in the, in a in a sentimental keep case i don't know if I've got enough to make a whole wig that's the thing. i like could I have one. You know, like like hanging off the back of my cap.
2: Because I've got a few as well. I could
1: make a moustache out of just really the biggest, dirtiest dreadlock I've got left (laughs) and make it into a massive red red, dreadlock Sanchez. Like that would be pretty cool.
2: Whoa. (laughs) Everyone was like, just for one song at the end. And we're like, no, we were not our hair. We used to get really sensitive about that because we were like, people need to take us on our merit, not on our hair, not on our (laughs) crazy looks. But, yeah, we can totally look back and laugh at it now.
0: (laughs) And that's what it's about. I mean, that whole kind of reflecting yeah. back, oh my gosh, Reflector. No, it's perfect, back. right? <laughs> it's totally <laughs> perfect. And uh, speaking of that era, Reflector uh, was out in 2000, which that's like 17 years ago. Crazy. That is a child being born and going through what you guys were writing about. <laughs> True. Crazy. It is. It oh, is. Oh,
2: 17 years ago. I know, so 17-year-olds today. But yeah.
0: that's, and that's the weird thing
2: too because I'm meeting kids who weren't really like conscious when this music was coming out, but they had an older brother or an older sister or even their parents played the music and they were like, I like that music Mm. and they're still connected because something you said before Cassie was like, you are feeling like it's good to hear the songs again and that they're classic and that they have stood the test of time. That, is also a shock to me. Like I thought it would be totally retro, and that maybe we had such a sort of a sound of the time. But turns out, like lots of different people can still access these songs. That they're not so locked in time. That they're
1: um, only for oldies. Passé, yeah. you
0: know. Yeah. It's weird, but they're not passé. Like they sound, you know. Listening to them, you know, before you go to a gig, you kind of dust. I've dusted off the reflector <laughs> record and, and put it on the CD player. You know, really old school, and it's like hey, this is cool. And and some of me goes, is it that nostalgia? Is it the fact that this was, you know, the first band that I really connected with and, mm-hmm. and, and fell in love with? But then when you're playing it, other people go, oh, yeah, this, oh, this, and they just really <laughs> get it. And then the songs that they haven't heard, it's like, oh, this is cool. Who's mm. this? I'm like, yeah, it's Killing Heidi. <laughs> it's so freaky. That's it's awesome great. for us to hear. I it's mean, such I, a lovely thing. Yeah, here.
1: I think I think for us, you know, like having a break from it and coming back to it and feeling enthusiasm, whether it's people connecting to memories, which I think a bit, is a big part of it for us too, but to see people getting into it for the first time or, like you said, discovering songs that they didn't know, like not that weren't the singles, I mean, that's really exciting for us and that's why we're so excited to be performing again. Like it's kind of grown with people's reactions to being excited about us coming back. All of a sudden now we're like, yeah, this is great fun. Like, you know, let's, let's go Mm -hmm. for it.
2: We were like, we'll give it a go. We'll see, Mm -hmm. we'll see what people think. We'll do it for us. We'll do it for closure. We'll do it for all these personal reasons. And then the crowd just made us go, oh, oh, wow.
0: We (laughs) we think we should do it for the crowd and we should do it in every (laughs) single city in the country. (laughs) That's right. You guys are hitting the road and it is going to be huge. Uh, It's just announced. Tickets are on sale this week and we will have all the details on our website. Now, I see you guys at local gigs all the time. So with this tour, are you guys going to play a role in selecting who comes on the road with you? Definitely. We were just discussing that before we got into the room. So
2: um, we're trying our hardest to kind of lock the support in soon. And it definitely is important to me, Cassie, that we get a band that sort of reflects the Killing Heidi sort of energy and the message, but might be an updated version of it. You know, who is the new female-fronted rock band
0: that we can look to? Or maybe we'll get something slightly different than that. But yeah, we care who we play with. And being massive music fans and gig-goers, throw out some local bands really loving at the moment.
2: Mm. Oh, man, there's so much going on, isn't there? I mean, it's such an insane time. Specifically, look, we live in Melbourne. Melbourne's in Camp Cope for a start. I love a band called Miss Destiny. We've got um, everyone from Alex Leahy, Beck Sandridge. Um, um, on the fellas side of things, there's a lot of incredible bands like, um, well, Your Mates, Blake. And uh, Peep Tempel. Peep Tempel, Actually, yeah. we, we love.
1: I think for, for rock bands, those guys and Taranaman are my favorite sort of real rocky, dirty dude bands at the Tarantum moment.
2: Taranaman are incredible. There's another band called Terry that I really love. There's a whole sort of scene of, um, I don't know, just DIY, really down and dirty, almost that return of that 70s Melbourne aesthetic that's really doing it for me.
0: And do you think that that's because... Sydney's really closed down. Melbourne's just really kind of giving it to Sydney and like, you know what, we are rock and roll. We are the music capital. And I find that that's what's happening. You know, the mullets are coming back, the short shorts, and we're just really feral and going gung-ho. I
1: think you've summed it up really well, actually. (laughs) pretty much.
0: Now, a little birdie has told me that uh, you guys are a massive fan of our good old Dangerous Dave here from Triple M Melbourne. We grew up (laughs) with him. We yes. did. He used to be played on the school bus
2: yes. on Sun FM was the name of the radio station. So, he was a
1: Golden Valley yeah, broadcaster. Yeah. He was too. Remember that? Dangerous yes. Dave
2: rocking the borders and valleys yeah. on Sun FM. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did get a bit starstruck once when I met him when I used to work here, when I used to work upstairs at the other radio station. I was like,
0: that's Dangerous Dave. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Had you ever met him before then?
2: No, I hadn't. I don't <laughs> think so
1: maybe like a radio thing i don't know all these daves all blend into one
0: yeah there is a lot of daves in radio <laughs> there is there is but well, there's actually two dangerous daves so oh, we might need to have a battle or something yeah. <laughs>
1: most dangerous dave they can fight for the title
0: so serious. now you are back i mean Jesse, you did mention before that it was simply queens cliff it was just going to be a 20th anniversary one off gig see you later obviously the fans cried out for more we've got a national tour when you are rehearsing, are you jamming any new songs?
1: Look, we haven't got new songs in the set, but per se, but we have included some songs that Killing Heidi have never performed before, which is kind of exciting. Great. Uh, so we're we're adding in a couple of ala Hooper solo uh, tracks that from her releases over the last couple of years that we're sort of reinterpreting in a Killing Heidi fashion, which is really exciting. And we're also playing a couple of verses tracks, which is that project that we did After we did Killing Heidi, we did a bit more of a sort of acoustic kind of influenced uh, project and we're bringing a couple of those songs into the set too and putting a bit of a Killing Heidi spin on them. So
2: So it's value packed. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: there's new music in the sense that it's it's music Killing Heidi hasn't performed before, but is there new Killing Heidi material, original coming through? And
2: there may be Killing Heidi songs that you never heard Killing Heidi perform too. Like we rarely ever played Astral Boy, which was the B-side of the big Weir single Mm. um, and also on, on Reflector, but We never used to play Astral Boy. It just didn't fit in the freneticness of the set. And now we take the time to take it down and we go there and we do it. And people really apparently are quite sort of... Yeah, quite moved by that moment.
0: Yeah, I am. It's actually my favourite song. Aww. Well, Superman, Yay. Supergirl and then Astro Boy and I always remember just like wanting to hear it and now I'm older. It actually fits in well because I do need a bit of a breather in the set, which I'm sure you <laughs> guys do too. too, too. Actually. Well, that's Funny, why that. we put
1: it in there, you know. You get a bit older, yeah, you yeah. need to have an acoustic yeah. moment in it's the set, you know. It's
2: really hard. Vocally, that one is really, really high,
0: goes really high, but gee, at least I don't have to jump up and down during it. <laughs> And do you feel, do you find that your live show has changed? Because watching it, it seemed pretty much the same. You can't tell that, that it's been, you know, kind of 17 years. Well, look, I
1: think I'm glad to hear that because I think in some ways the way we play, the music has evolved significantly in terms of our musicianship and the arrangements and some of the little nuances I think have are really nice for us to have developed. But really at the core of it, I think the energy is very similar in some ways. So I guess, yeah, yeah, we, I love the fact that it feels similar to you and to other people. It feels like, yes, it's, they're getting to relive an experience. Mm -hmm. But when I look back at the live videos that we've done from concerts back then to how we do it now, there's so much more complexity and I think tastefulness in the performance. So I think that's a great thing about this, what we're doing now too. It's familiar songs and with a tiny bit of a spin on it that, that, you know, adds that kind of interest and that sort of new flavor Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah.
0: The good thing of YouTube and the bad thing. So right now, like, <sighs> as soon as you do a gig, you're up there, which is a new thing because Killing Heidi were around before Pre- YouTube, before yeah. Facebook, before yeah. Instagram, and you guys have really embraced that social side and you are now going to be a digital band with releasing Reflector digitally, <gasps> which is, is is cool. You know, you can actually, like, just send you, your, your little, you know, kids or your little sister and little brother an actual download because that's how they share music. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that weird for you guys, like kind of going like, Oh no, there's that embarrassing dance move or oh, that's that part that I <laughs> that I stuffed up on stage. It's definitely a blessing and a curse. Like I used to love
2: I mean, I don't when we came through in the first early days of Killing Heidi, I'd be excited if I got a couple of actual photos from the gig, like actual printed out photos. I'll be like, Oh look, there's the gig. Whereas these days when I play and I play all the time, I'm assailed by those you know, DIY. Filmed phone versions of what I just did. And I find that really hard. Like, it's not always the best thing. You don't always want to see what you just did right after you did it. You need a little space, a little time. Like, and it never sounds as good through a phone as it did in the room. So I sort of long for the good old days where things were magical and in the moment. And then you had to just remember them. And of course, we all remember things very fondly, but the cold light of the iPhone doesn't kind of. Do, any, do anyone any favors, but no, we're we're so excited about going digital and the fact that Reflector's is finally going to be shared in that way is huge to me. That's another reason for us doing this national tour and for getting the band back together for a limited time only is to sort of celebrate the, the fact that Reflector can be online now. Mm. It's it's
0: about time. Yeah, because there there is a lack of KH presence when I am, you know, they're telling the younger generation of my family. This is what I was into when I was your age. It it is really hard, and but you do find some really cool covers of some young and new acts covering your music yeah, on on YouTube and online, which is really great to see. Yeah, they somehow found. It. We've seen we've seen <laughs> a
1: few of those over the last year in particular. And then I mean, I got when Ella did the we with Alex Leahy you know for for that video online recently. I, like when I saw that, I was I was so stoked to see someone um reinterpreting that song and obviously seeing Ella involved in it was great but with a just a different energy I think it's really great when you see other people mm. play your tunes and and uh, you know for a young artist that's a powerful female artist to be part, you know carrying that sort of baton that Ella sort of established for a lot of young you know music fans in '99, I think it's just awesome for me to see for there a lot of a people great, to see.
2: Um, Tonight Alive as well, I think yep. you know, very amazing heavy rock band, and they did an acoustic uh, unplugged version of We're For Something, mm. and I was like, wow, Tonight Alive,
0: that's amazing. And that was a while ago. I think that was like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And they're God. one of those bands that that that's it. They've got a, a quite a similar vibe, you know, a really strong female at the at the lead and doing you know huge things and touring loads and you know she's quite young and it's like Mm. wow like I remember I saw that and it just gave me the little ooh this is fun (laughs) yeah it gave me
2: some some goosebumps too it is
0: great to mm. see and it's so great to have you guys back and we've been playing Killing Heidi on Homegrown a bunch and the feedback is awesome so it, it is not just me that's excited but we're all stoked to have Killing Heidi back so thank you so much for joining us here at Triple M Thank you so much for having us and thanks for all your support
2: over the years. You've been such a bloody stayer, always there in the front row, giving us the love and just being a rad chick. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Cass. And also Triple M, like, you know, I have radio stations that play rock music, it's always been, they've always been so supportive of Killing Heidi. So it's been great, even through, throughout the last 10 years when we haven't been touring or releasing music, to still hear Weir and Mascara and Superman Supergirl on the radio is something we're really grateful for.
0: Excellent. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you at the shows. Woo!